podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Pit Stop Fracker where Esteban Ocon has claimed a shock victory around the Hungaro ring. It was an epic, epic race today. Um, and another fantastic advertisement for Formula One with the excitement, drama, controversy that came with today's race. Um, and with me today, with me today to discuss the outcomes for the championship, the drama, even controversy post-race with uh, Vettel and and you know, not 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 topping up the fuel tank, all that sort of stuff. We'll we'll get into that today. Um, and 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 to join me, I have Mahad, Chris, Kunle, and Kwame. Um, let me come to you first, Kwame. How how, how you doing? You keeping all right? Yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good, bro. Um, I thought today was a good race. Was a um, was it was a race we needed after you know the past couple of weeks we had of you know, uh, racial abuse in sport. Um, we had a um. A uh, Marshall passed away in Brands Hatch. Um, you've seen uh, Jarvis have uh, harsh crashes like Jack Aiken in this bar. This was a perfect race he needed just to bring the sport together just before the um, summer break. It was eventful. There was a mixed match in the field, a surprise winner. There's um, controversy after the race as well. Like, we don't know the results of the race really, truly. Like, it was an amazing race. And yeah, so shout out to the yeah. Uh, whoever. Yeah, for this. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. And yeah, at the time of recording, we it's still up in the air as to whether P2 has been awarded to Sebastian Vettel. I mean, we're going to still get into it. Um, yeah, so we're recording, what, 11.30 at night? And yeah, I think there has been a statement from the FIA to say that he has been disqualified. But who knows? Come Monday morning, anything can happen in the world of Formula One. Um, Kunle, joining us from Canada. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm happy. We've got a Canadian boy in the points, you know. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. That's what Nikki, I'm gonna say. Nikki Latifi, yeah. What you claiming, you claiming Latifi now? <laughs> this is all mad. You claiming Latifi, Kunle? The, 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 the shamelessness of Kunle definitely gonna claim Latifi. Being being a Canadian boy, um, Chris, how, how you doing, mate? I'm doing good. My guy George Russell got points in the Williams. People are seeing Mick race other cars and appreciating the skills. You know, my stocks are up. I'm happy. I'm happy. That's good. That's good. A, a convenient time for you to jump on the pod as well, Chris. So we love it. We 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 love the shamelessness again over here. Um, and last but not least, Mahad, how you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm all good, man. I'm back. It's been a while. Um. Exciting race to come back to. Um, perfect race to kind of sign off just before summer break. And yeah, a lot happened today. And we had a new winner, Ocon. So Hungara Ring, they love giving us new winners. We've got another one. Congratulations, Ocon. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, thanks, guys. You, you didn't ask how I was doing. But um, yeah, in case you are wondering, I'm doing well. You're doing? you doing all right? I'm doing all good. Fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Mercedes have extended their lead at the top. Hamilton's now clear in the championship. It's all good on my side. I'm very, very happy. Um, so all your investigated like work has, 
all your investigations over the last two weeks after Silverstone has paid off. I, to be fair, we probably should speak about that at a later date. As I said, we need to do this WhatsApp <laughs> diaries at some point because some of the stuff that has been said in the group chat <laughs> is a craziness will continue throughout the season. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? Ham Hamilton's top of the pile, Mercedes are top, the constructors, it's all good. Horner's getting hot again, so yeah. Um, brings a smile to my face, put it that way. Um, but yeah, enough of that. Um, the main event today um, was really kicked off by the crash at the start. So for those of you that may have not seen the race or, you know, were, were unable to witness the images, um, Hamilton was on pole, Bottas second, um, Verstappen third and Perez fourth. And as they got off the line, it was a wet race. So a lot of the, actually all the drivers were starting on, on intermediates. There was a bit of moisture on the surface and, um, they kind of got away in formation, apart from the man himself, Bottas, who uh, was kind of slow getting away. And as they sort of headed down into turn one, you had Hamilton leading um, alongside Verstappen. Well, Verstappen was behind and Perez was third. And as a result of Bottas's poor start, he was trying to make up ground. Um, and I think he just got on the brakes too late. I think he was sixth or seventh by the time he reached turn one. Careered into the back of Norris who then took out Verstappen. Um, Bottas, as a result of crashing into Norris, went into Perez. Um, and during all that drama, we had Stroll trying to make his um, Aston Martin a 4 by 4 Went across the grass, completely took out Leclerc, who also took out Ricardo. It was all going off as they went into turn one. Um, of course, the, 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 the race was red flagged um, off the back of that. But... That chaos, that drama at the start, Total Wolf alluded to it prior to the race that, you know, it could be crazy going into this 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 first corner on the first lap. But I just want to get your thoughts, um, Mahad, in terms of your initial reaction um, on the back of that crash. So, um, absolute chaos. Um, the rain came at a convenient time. Everybody just changed over to Inters. I did tweet once I saw that it started raining. I said, look, this is going to be a red flag lap one. It's happening just because someone's going to fuck up because you, you, if there's not been any wet weather the whole weekend, we're talking about practice, we're talking about qualifying, it's been scorching hot. Uh, people are not used to the weather just changing so quickly and they don't know about that track evolution and so on and so on. Um, with Bottas, he had a poor, poor, poor start. You saw Norris go on the, uh, the outside of him. I think that kind of like rattled him a little bit and then he just went straight. Into, he braked so late. I don't know what he's on. I have no idea. That is not that. It, it, does he not understand that it's raining? You need to break a little bit earlier. You need to be a little bit cautious. I don't know whether he just saw all these cars flying past him on either side of him, and he's like, "Oh shit, I was P two. What the fuck?" And then he just went into the back of Norris. Norris just blindsided completely. Um, Norris goes into the side of Verstappen. Verstappen was going around on the right hander because he had a good position, and then Bottas went into the side of Perez and his engine just kind of like went up in smoke. Uh, I don't know. These Red Bulls are made of paper mache. I don't know what's going on. Um, and it was absolute carnage. I'm, I'm going to have to blame Bottas on it. Even Toto Wolf apologised. Uh, he's probably just doing bare apologies in the pit lane to all these all the teams' races that were ruined because of uh, Bottas's decision. I feel kind of bad for him. Uh, it's, it's stupidness, but 
you could see that he, he he's pissed off Bottas that he made that mistake and he kind of said sorry with that situation. Stroll, God knows what Stroll. Stroll's drink driving. Yeah, I'm, that a, was I'm crazy. a shortage drink driving. Man's drink driving. Oh, like was... I don't know what he's on. <laughs> he was doing absolute madness. He went over the curb. He, uh, he's all right. He's usually all right in the way. I don't know what happened today. Uh, Leclerc should be pissed. I was pissed. Was I was pissed off because I was uh, watching Karun Chandok's analysis and he said that Stroll was... he. By the time Stroll was breaking, he literally had nowhere to go. So for some reason, he saw a gap and he decided to go over to the inside because he thought that would somehow slow the car down. All that done on that slippery surface just went straight off, took out Leclerc, um, and as a result, took out Danny Rick as well. So it was it was crazy. Um, cars obviously retired. Cars went back to the pits. Well, not went back to the pit lane, and they were able to repair it. We'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, it was just a catastrophic start to the Grand Prix. I mean, for for viewing and for fans, it was it was it was amazing. It was amazing content. It was. A, such such good excitement. Um, but I'm, I'm going to come to you on this, Chris. How did you see Bottas in those opening exchanges? Would you say the blame is 100% completely with him? Or do you reckon, you know, you could give him a bit of leeway due to the conditions, etc.? Nah, this one is 100% on him. You know, he even said himself, he's got a bad start. Everyone's overtaking him and he just misjudged everything, you know. He was right up Norris's gearbox. Like, there's no excuses for this one. Obviously, it's been raining or whatever, but he's an experienced man. He's a grown man. Like, you're 31. Like, you've been driving F1 cars for how many years now? There's no excuses for, you know, crashing into man in such a manner. And, you know... It's a long race, 70 laps. There's no need to do heroics into turn one if you made a bad start. Always time to catch up. Yeah, bro, I, I completely agree with you. I think I think on the account, was w- 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 he got the Mazepin of the day, right? Oh, that was a landslide. That, yeah, I that think was that's a landslide one of the worst Bottas, results yeah? I've ever seen. It was an absolute landslide for Bottas. Yeah, that and was... I think Stroll should have got more votes, but Bottas got the, the lump of it. Let me just tell you what Bonotto said. Bonotto said... That should not happen in Formula One. That's not how Formula One drivers race. He's like, this. these two guys, this is not driving in Formula One. I don't know what Stroll and Bottas were on. Uh, to be honest, I have to give Bottas a bit of leeway because out of the two, I think Stroll's was the worst. I, I didn't know what he was doing. He went just, he cannoned straight across the grass. In, he just he literally took out Leclerc, and I was just like, I was pissed when it happened. But... Do you know what though? Do you know what? That's because Strolls is drink driving, Bottas is panic driving, because yeah. Bottas had a bad start. Stroll, see, I don't know what he was on. I don't know sport he's driving. You know what was weird? Yeah, as they entered the braking zone, I was watching Bottas. It seemed like he speeds up, and then he decides to brake. So they're approaching the braking zone. He's behind Norris. They're all slowing down. He appears to speed up. And then slow down, and then he just obviously the front wheel was locked, and he could straight aye. to the back of Norris. It's crazy. I, I, I believe I, I believe Nam now is a dangerous driver. Yeah, I thought I'd say shout out Nam, but you know what? I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like shout out Nam for that. Shout out Nam, shout out Nam for this because ever since he said a hot take, 
it's been creeping in a bit, but I don't know. It's like when he was driving, because like he sped up. I feel like he, he forgot. He, I feel like he forgot it was it was raining, because that's no breaking spot you break if it's not if it's not raining. He just went zoom, and then just went to the back of Norse. Ross, um, Shaw tried to avoid it somehow, and he got into more trouble. It was just, it was just a mess from both of them too. I think Shaw was worse personally, but they just bad each other. No question. There. Norris was pissed. You know Norris said that it was doing go karting. That Bottas was on go karting moves. That's how pissed he was. Claire was saying, uh, what "Was it bowling as well? He got taken out." Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's speak on Leclerc. Let me speak on Leclerc because tell me why. Tell me why this man crashed. Yeah. At, Three minutes past two. Four minutes past two, man's tweeting. With helmets still on, he's tweeting. He's a popular guy. He needs to let his fans know his frustration. Brother, go do concussion checks. Go check your... Go speak to your Bonotto and all them. Why are you still got your helmet on or your tweet? You, you, you went straight into the pit lane and it says, yo, give me my phone. I'm oh. I, I need <laughs> to make sure guy. that people don't know it's not my fault. You have to make yeah. sure everybody knows. Look, because he, he's got a tendency to crash on lap one. He's like, no. Nah. I'm not Mr. Lap One. I'm letting people know that weren't on me. But that was hilarious. It was he just tweeted immediately. Yeah, I know. So, so someone dropped a tweet. It was like, yeah, uh, like five past two, he sat in the car. And then like 10 past two, he's like tweeting away. Crazy. Um, but I suppose what that did do on, on, on the back of that, you know, crazy crash that, that we saw, um, which was obviously caused by Stroll and Bottas respectively, was that it allowed a few drivers to make a bit of an advantage. Um, so, obviously, Latifi, I think he moved up into sixth. Was it sixth? I, I think remember, it was sixth. He, he gained a lot of places. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he yeah. was like third at one point as well. He was up there. Yeah, he was up he, there. He was ahead of Ocon. Oh, he was ahead of it Yeah. They, he got dumped I mean, quickly. Basically, it worked out that the back markers... And those who had the shit start <laughs> ended up avoiding all the chaos, and you know, and, and were able to make up a lot of places. Um, but yeah, as they were, you know, navigating their way around the rest of the lap, I think I think the safety car was brought out, um, and obviously they had to red flag the session because um, there was just way too much debris, carbon fiber across the circuit. Now, I think what what that resulted in was. Uh, you know, cars coming back into the pit lane. We saw Max's car was damaged severely. Uh, Perez, I think, had to take an engine penalty. Ricardo's car was damaged. Um, who else was crashed out? Vettel? No, we no Leclerc crashed out as well. I think that was it. Norris, obviously. Norris. Yeah, Norris. Norris obviously. Um, yeah. Uh, Perez. They had to retire. Um, who else retired? Malcolm a lot of people retired. retired. It was. Uh, retired. Yeah, Bad it was just retired. it was crazy. It was all just kicking off, and I think it was for about half an hour. They then had to obviously um, come in the pit lane whilst they cleared up the track, and then once the pit lane was open, it was obviously from um, a typical standing start. So the Hungarian weather, the weather as it always does, played its part, and the track was drying up. So as they're navigating around on inters, the tires that they originally started on the track was just too dry for that tyre. And on that formation lap, as they were coming to the grid, a lot of drivers were coming onto the radio and saying, yeah, you know what, this is bone dry. I remember even um, George Russell coming around. I think he was sick or something at the time. and said, yeah, look, this is straightforward. We, we've got to change to, to the dry tyres here. And 
what resulted was probably one of the <laughs> weirdest F1 clips that we'll see in a while with all the drivers on that formation lap coming into the pit lane to change tyres onto the mediums, uh, all the hards, well, the dry tyres. And it left Hamilton starting on the on the track by himself. And as the lights went out, it was seemed as though he was just racing against himself. Um, what did you make of that, um, Kwame? What what was what was all of that drama about? Tell, walk me through it. Yeah, I feel like I mean, it's still Mercedes in the mess up the track. you know, it was yeah, a very mind boggling uh, decision from them. Um, especially like you guys said, you know, at that point, um, the rain has stopped now. Um, the track was beginning to dry. Um, everyone else had realised that oh, the track's dry. Or the intermediates were not quite in this in this in this uh, in this conditions. We had to go for the harder or the medium medium tyres, the drier compounds uh, that day. But um, Mercedes, for whatever reason, for um, let's go for the intermediate. Um, there were still some discussions of you know it might rain again. Um, the clouds are still quote unquote grey. Um, that, yeah, they therefore they can uh, hold it out and longer out, and they thought that okay, cool. Um, they can still hold on for the fact that it could rain again, so they thought let's say if it's needed. But <laughs> the first lap showed that no, that was not possible, and they literally lost the whole, a uh, whole, a whole lap because they literally could have got a, a 10 20 second lead uh, on all the other cards if they just went to the pit and uh, put on the hard medium and the harder tires, and they would have like said in the future, they would have won the race today. Um, if they got that pissed up uh, spot on, but they didn't, so it literally wasted a whole pissed so, up. So, so I'm, I'm on, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. If they did bring in Hamilton on that formation lap and they yeah. did change his tyre, would he still end up at the head of the queue in the pit lane? Uh, probably not. That's the thing, that's the thing they were discussing. Um, um, probably not just because of where, um, Mercedes are in the uh pits in the pit stop in the pit stop in the pit lane. They're the first team. Yeah. In the uh, pit lane. So um I, I doubt they would have came out first, to be honest with you. Like if you saw the um actual lamp did get modeled up. Uh you did see people like Verstappen who was rock bottom kind of bump bump up to like level for twelve and whatnot. Uh you saw um certain people move up and down uh in the whole pit in the whole pit of strategy. So he probably I think Paul got gone down to like third or fourth, fifth, but it would have been less of a gap for him to come back in the end of the race we saw today, because the Mercedes was the fastest was the faster car. Obviously, Red Bull had their issues, um, so I feel like he wouldn't he wouldn't have been at pole at the beginning, but he would have climbed up the field much more quicker than he did today in the first place. So it would have worked out. Yeah, definitely. I, I think Definitely. That, that question that question that you just said, uh, Anik, I think it's a bit of a a mute one because even if he lost position going inside the pits at that time he's still the fastest car so 100% Verstappen's got damage Bottas is out Perez is out you're the fastest car there so if you I don't know for example came out in the pit and you've got fresh tyres on like everybody else got the dry tyres and you're let's say six you're still going to overtake all these individuals and gain the lead and make it much easier than you what you had to do was coming from last and making it very, very difficult for yourself. So I know Total Wolf came out and said, oh, we stick by the decision. It was the right decision and so on. But we heard from Lewis after when he was speaking on the podium, look, um, I, I was telling him it was dry and I didn't really understand why they told me to stay out. So it, it, you kind of have to listen to the feedback and kind of... It, it, Toto, you can admit that you're wrong sometimes. You don't need to say you stand by the decision. 
it's it's okay to make a strategic mistake. That's yeah, what I mean, and so okay, so is that exactly what happened then? So was it Lewis telling them that look, the track is dry? I think yeah. so we should yeah. switch. Yeah. Lewis was telling them, yeah, okay. the track is dry. Whilst their original plan was to uh, stay out with the uh, inters and just stay out. So again, it's a mistake from Mercedes. And yeah, what were you what were you going to say, Chris? Oh, no, I was going to add one thing. The problem is that Mercedes themselves couldn't tell Lewis to come in exactly because that's the rules. That basically teams shouldn't be telling drivers to come in. It's up to the drivers to make the call and be like, I'm coming in. So, so that's where so Lewis should have made that call. Like a tidge of blame on Lewis. Yeah, Lewis should have been the one saying, I'm coming in. Like, I'm boxing. This is it. Because if the teams make the call, someone could just complain and moan and be like, Oh, what's going yeah. on here? So yeah. they have to be a bit vague. The call on formation. Yeah, because I think, yeah, because I think that's why Science got a penalty, didn't he? Because I think there was discussion on the formation lap, um, back and forth between driver and and engineers. And I don't know if you're allowed to do that on the formation lap, but yeah, yeah no, no meant to do it on the formation lap. Um, but so again, I feel the, as though lose his information that was made before he did the formation lap. That was when he was on the pit, on the pillar on the pit wall. Getting told you that rather than when he was driving, so yeah. So yeah. I think I feel as though yeah, like Lewis can still take a bit of blame there. Like he could have made the decision himself and come in. Who knows where he would have fed out? But look, regardless of the situation, it was quite awkward seeing him as the only driver <laughs> start the race. Um, he he obviously went round um, and and done one lap. Actually, he didn't even complete the lap. He came straight in to the pits, um, changed onto um, the slick tyres and came out in last place. All of the other remaining drivers, I think it was remaining 13 drivers, all left the pit lane and Lewis um, had to obviously charge through the field. Um, and in doing that charge, again, we saw, again, you know, his sheer racecraft, his overtaking ability, literally why he's the goat he charged from 14th on the grid on a circuit that is notoriously very hard to overtake um and has i think fingers crossed ended up with a net p2 as a result of it um what did you make of that charge through the field mahad um on the back of that um sort of mercedes stroke lewis error um at, at the restart he's the goat man this this is, this is GOAT performances. He's overtaking hella man on a track that's known for not overtaking. And he's, and he's just doing it on a, on a, in absolute extreme conditions from the back all the way to the front. And he, obviously the whole situation was a completely difficult one, but he managed to overcome it once again. No, no matter what you put in front of him, he just overcomes the situation every single time. The guy, he was he was going so fast in that race. He was eating up time. He's doing quality laps. No wonder why he looked like he was about to faint at the end of the race. Because he's doing quality laps for 70 laps to, to gain all the positions and get back to where he was to get to a respectable position anyway. Um, he was the only person that... So basically, like what uh, Kwame said, he wasted a lap because of the whole intermediate thing. So he's already fucked up and wasted a lap there. And then um, he's managed to do two pits. He went on a two-stop strategy. And he still came for Ud. 
or second net second now. This this is unbelievable stuff. It's like he's playing. He's, he's driving handicapped. You might as well just give him negative time, and then he'll build up the time at the, at the end of the race because he's that much better than everybody else, and he can get, extract so much out of his car. He managed to do what he needed to do and uh, recover the position and recover the whole situation and got a respectable position. And again, it just shows the quality of the driver that he is. Yeah, f- fantastic performance. Obviously, with Verstappen's car, you know, being severely damaged, you know, losing half the floor on on, on one side of his car, I think Lewis realised that he had to maximise the situation. And considering where he was after the restart, it was a superlative effort. Um, in obviously clawing his way up and ending up in, you know, we, we're saying it now, a net P2. I think that charge, though, was based on a lot of moments. And I think what you saw, especially at Hungaro Ring, if you get stuck in the DRS train, if you get stuck into the dirty air, it is really, really difficult to overtake. And what we saw was Lewis stuck behind, I think it was Gasly at the time, it was yeah, I think it was Mick, Gasly it was Mick and, and, and it, yeah, it was Mick and Gasly and Verstappen, yeah. And I think what 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 we saw there was that you know Mercedes had to make a call and they pitted him early so that he could then perform the undercut on Verstappen on Danny Rick and obviously Gasly by that point had you know was 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 playing a completely different strategy, but that moment there coming out the pits just ahead of Verstappen. And literally overtook Ricardo around the outside of turn one. I thought, you know, those sort of charges are done on those specific moments. And that really, for me, made, made his race and, you know, helped that charge significantly. Um, I want to come to you on this, Chris. What did you make of Lewis's performance today? It was a masterclass in driving. He was, he showed why he's a seven-time world champion. He was decisive of his moves the only person that, that really gave him a spot of bother was Alonso for those couple of laps and he's the end you know an extra lap or two he could have easily have won the race so it was like a really great recovery from a situation that mostly wasn't his fault like the team dropped the ball and he recovered and bailed them out so that's all I have to say on the matter, you know. Great driving, great overtakes, whether it's up the inside of Sonoda turn four or the bows he did with Alonso and so on. So it's like fantastic driving showing his completeness. Yeah, it was yeah, it was it was amazing. Um I wouldn't quite say faultless because um what we saw in the battle for uh, um what well, at the time was third place. Um, he was trying to get past Alonso and therefore signs. He was held up behind Alonso for a few laps and it seemed as though with the fresher tyres on that charge, he was unable to get past Alonso. Um, I'm going to come to you on this, Kwame. What what was that? That was, was it a bit of both? Like Hamilton's just inability to sort of shake off and, you know, deter Alonso as well as great defensive driving from Alonso? Uh, I, think we've got to, I think we've got to give it to Alonso here. That was the uh, masterclass in defending. Uh, that was his um, his experience kicking in his um, his uh, former uh, prime self 0506, uh, 15 years there, still going. That's the tip, t- that's typical, you know, um, what people say in football, um, what class is permanent, 
but uh, form is temporary, and it's so so in there. This class is temporary, uh, class permanent. Um, as yeah, he did a fantastic job in a much more slower uh, Alpine car, um, holding off uh, Hamilton, being a great team player for Alpine and uh, helping him get the win. Because if it wasn't for Alonso um, defending Lewis for ten laps, which is a big part of the race, especially towards the end as well, um, then um, Ocon would have won the race. And um, as we saw, Lewis got past that literally one lap. He was actually in a faster Ferrari car, but because his tyres were much more uh, gone, and he's I guess less experienced as well. Um, and he was catching up onto Vettel and Ocon, who they weren't really the fastest, but they just held it on. But and also, as well, I feel like, um, with Alonso as well, obviously, him and his capacity, uh, teammates in uh 2007, ironically, same circuit where their feud kind of blew up and you know they had their incident in the pit lane. Um, but you know, as you can see, a lot of respect there. Um, they didn't go over the edge, you know, like you know, with Max and Lewis. Uh, but I thought like it was good racing and um. Again, it's a bit of Lewis as well, you know, because um, the issue of Hungarian, like I said, is there's not much overtaking uh, opportunities in the track because it's a very twisty uh, corner type circuit. So all you've got is this straight and then turn one, then to turn two, then turn three, then turn four. And that's about it. And a lot of times, as um, Wasberg was saying uh, on the commentary, he had a good job, by the way, on the commentary. Um, they couldn't, uh, Hamilton was a lot of time in the wrong position, the wrong place um, for him to overtake. Uh, Alonso, either he was too far away, uh, and then, or when he got close to the DRS, his exits wasn't spot on. So, but as you saw in the last lap, he timed it perfectly. He had the, he was close enough, the right enough distance, uh, and then the right uh, exits in the corners for him to overtake uh, Alonso. Uh, so he got a uh, job spot on in the end. Um, but yeah, yeah. something could be on crypto, but he did his thing. I, I feel as though way, the way in which Hamilton was, you know, the, the way in which he overtook. Alonso eventually it was like oh yeah Lewis that's the way to do it I feel as though he was just trying to suss him out for a few laps he was trying to go around the outside of turn two I think because it's so hard to overtake at the Hungara ring I think one of the ways in which you have to overtake is set someone up so that you can overtake them around turn two and I think he was taking slightly compromised wider line to turn one so you can do the cutback and obviously go around and that's exactly how he overtook Alonso, which was great to see. And yeah, I mean, Mahadji touched on it earlier. Like, yeah, he was completely drained by the end of the race. Like, this is energy sapping for these guys. And yeah, I mean, all of us at Pit Stop, we we, we hope he's okay. Um, but yeah, do you, do you, want, do you want to give any, any thoughts on that, Mahad? Yeah, so firstly, hold on. Alonso, like Kawabi said, he did a, a masterclass defending. Uh, he actually kind of like... You know how Alonso always got like backhanded compliments. Uh, at the end of the race, he was like, uh, "I was expecting Lewis to take me take over me qu- quicker." I think he said yeah. he, kept, he, he said Lewis was making mistakes in the last two corners. He was expected like to get overtaken on the pit straight, um, and so on and so on. But um, yeah, Alonso got driving F1... the day, didn't he? He got driving the day. F one heritage. He got that yeah, battle was F one heritage. Flashbacks of 07. He, he Alonso was doing pride defending. He's like, no, nah, I'm not letting Hamilton do this, no matter what. He he was just holding him off, holding him off. Interesting quote from Alonso. Alonso was speaking to I don't know um, some other media outlet, and he was like, yeah, I was just holding him up, and it was good for Ocon. I was doing it for Esteban, and then he said I was doing it for Max as well. So that's a strange comment for Alonso what? to make. Yeah, you didn't know that. He did it on Dutch TV. He did it on Dutch TV. That's still mad. 
to even say that, it's still mad. Well, how did I not it's know about mad. this? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so ma- basically, ma- ma- you hid that from me, yeah? You hid that from me, bro. Is that I, what it is, I, yeah? I wanted, to, I wanted to get your real-life facial expression <laughs> on there when I I'm told you that. Off, but, no, so, so people are like, a lot. Of, uh, really, it's basically the grid against Hamilton because they really don't want Hamilton to win. To win. So that if you want evidence, there it is right there. That people are just, oh, I was holding them up for Max. You should be holding them up for your teammate, mate. Teammate. You should be holding up for your pride. You know what I mean? And they, uh, uh, do you know what? Alonso, he deserves driving the day because he drove so well, especially in that Alpine. He's one of those guys that's really, really surprised me. I thought he wasn't going to have it being two years out of the game. And him returning to the F1 and especially the form that he's he's put on in the last uh, couple of races, he's really showing that, look, class is permanent. And um. And it kind of shows the levels on Formula One that look, this guy's up there um, when it comes to the drivers. But obviously, Hamilton much better than him and uh, dealt with him accordingly. But it kind of cost Lewis the race because if he overtook him as quick as he overtook Sainz, you might have been looking at uh, win number 100, unfortunately. I apologize. I, I, I jinxed it. I, tweet, I tweeted something this morning from the account saying, yeah, win number 100 is coming. Didn't happen, so I apologize to everybody for doing that. It was um, this guy, man. They were playing mad, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely me. It was definitely me. Um, but yeah, you got away uh, four weeks now. Yeah, uh, uh, Lewis was drained. Lewis, um, when he got to the podium, he looked like he was gonna faint. He didn't look well at all. Um, he was holding on to Ocon basically. Ocon was holding him up. And post race, he was talking about like the physical stuff that's been going on with him as well experiencing long COVID. You have to remember, look, we even said it um, back in the Abu Dhabi race at the end of the season. Look, that was the only reason he lost that was because of COVID, COVID tax. And mm-hmm. you can kind of see that you have to understand the levels of fitness that these Formula 1 drivers are required to have. And to have long COVID and even be doing what he's been doing this season is absolutely crazy. And thank God there's a little break here at the moment so he can rest and recoup and um, go for the title charge, go for number eight towards the end of the season. Yeah, fingers crossed. Hopefully, um, yeah, you know, he can, he can, yeah, recharge his batteries and, and gun it for uh, the rest of the year. Um, I, w- I want to move on to Danny Rick, guys. Um, difficult weekend for him, wasn't it? Didn't didn't he struggle trying to get past a Haas at one point? Did he even take, didn't even pass a Haas? I think he was stuck behind Mick for a bit. No, he, he to Stappen with half a car overtook him. Mick it wasn't. It wasn't the best weekend for Danny Rick. Um, so yeah, take the floor, Mahad. This is this is hurting me. This is um, this is long coming. Uh, Kule kind of warned us about this early doors. That yeah, we need to put him on the watch lists because. He's not pulling up trees at McLaren. I think it's adequate, I think, um, to have this conversation at the summer break because this guy has come into McLaren and he's absolutely stinking out the drink. And I like him as a driver. I'm a McLaren fan. I was happy. I was like, yo, we got Ricardo. We got another race winner. We, Him and Norris, that could be the pair. I was actually thinking that Ricardo was going to perform better than Norris. Uh, pre-season and you can see now this guy is not cutting the mustard whatsoever I don't know whether it's mental people could tell me yeah oh he needs to adapt to the car okay how long am I going to give him 
show me something. Give me something. I beg you. Give me a cheeky podium. Give me some points. Give me something. The guy is losing 9-2 to Norris in races. This is the worst ratio right now of all people's teammates in terms of teammate battles. This is ridiculous stuff that we're seeing. This is, this is, I, and I, 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 we, we could possibly say, yeah, this is because Norris is so good and so on and so on. But Ricardo is a revered driver. People will probably have him in his, if, in their top five drivers on the grid. And you are getting absolutely cooked on this team. And um, I know that maybe the McLaren is notoriously hard to drive and science was in it and science is quite, quite adaptable anyway. As you can see with Ferrari, he's managed to, just bed in there quite easily. And Norris, that's the only Formula One car he knows. So he doesn't know if it's difficult or not. But uh, with Ricardo, I was expecting him to do much, much better than this. He is costing McLaren third in constructors. We are now tied with Ferrari. Norris is scoring 70% of our points. This is a carry drop. Not, where, I'm trying to think, where is Ricardo in our standing, in the standings, driver standings? I think he's ninth. ninth. Up, How are you ninth in a McLaren? In driver standards, yeah. In technically, yeah, it's supposedly the third best car. It's bro, it's 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 a difficult weekend for him. And you know what? I was I actually watched back the whole race from 2014, and that was arguably his most enjoyable, best race that we've seen from Danny Rick. I remember it was again. You know, we had rain, we had safety cars during that race, and. That was when I think he, you know, he was new at Red Bull and it was his first race win. And I was like, yeah, this is fantastic. And then, you know, fast forward, what, seven years on and you see him probably one of, one of his most difficult weekends. So it's funny how Formula One works at times. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to come to you, Kwame, on this. How, what do you make of Danny Rick's weekend? Uh, yeah, it was a poor weekend. I mean, there's no, no hiding from it. Um, it was a poor weekend. Um, obviously, qualifying, he uh, failed to make it to Q3, failed to make it to the top 10. Bell pipped him ahead of him. I'm mad you can go ahead because I see you're shaking your head, bro. I mean, hey, listen, yeah, this guy's in the McLaren. He's got knocked out of Q2, he got knocked out of Q2 five times this season. Five. This is this ain't it. When you're talking about Norris finishing, having points finishes every single race, and you and then you're doing that in the same whip. I'm not. Well, I mean, what's going on there? Is it is it is it driver? Is it is is it car? Is it the fact that I don't know, like, like it, you know, his car was damaged today. I mean, like, the most ironic thing is the team he left has absolutely hauled today in Alpine. They've completely hauled today, and that's probably even pissing him off even more. And he's given this, um, you know, this portrayal on camera that, yeah, you know, everything's okay, and, you know, he's smiley or whatever. But deep down, he must be getting really, really pissed off and, and upset with what's happening. I like him as a yeah. driver. I'll be honest with you. I do yeah, like him. But... People like him. But where, where's the limit? Where's the limit, Anik? If, exactly. if he continues to do badly and Norris is getting podiums and getting high point finishes and you're doing that, where do we see that? Because if it carries on at the end of the season and people are saying, oh, he starts slow and slow on. He started slow at Renault, but guess what? He was in a fucking Renault. This car is faster than a Renault back then. That's so, the thing, man. That's the thing. That's, even that's like the major then... problem. That's the flaw. You can't use that as an argument because it's a it's a big problem. It's a really really big problem because he had a lot of problems. He had power unit issues at Renault when he first started. He kept he had like all these types of problems where he had to just retire a car. That's not really happening right now at McLaren. 
they've given you the vehicle and they've said, yo, go do your thing and get us some points and get us third in constructors. And you're not doing that. I feel like as a McLaren fan, maybe we're just better off for having Sainz. Because I know Sainz was consistent and Sainz is going to get me points. So I, I, this guy was supposed to come in and get us podiums and he's not done that. And I kind of held off and I said, okay, let me wait till summer break. Let me sit, wait till summer break and let me see where he's, where he's at. But he's ninth in the standings and he's only got 30% of our points. He's only got 50 points. It's a joke. So, you, so you've done your Rick out then? Uh, I did, this is like, this is like, um, I like him and this is horrible for me to even say, but look, listen, if that was any other driver would critique him, right? Yeah. We can't just, we can't just do it because, oh, he's a nice guy. He's smiley. He's Australian. Look what he used to do before at Red Bull and so on and so on. You have to critique a man when he needs to be critiqued. And listen, yeah, I feel like we could get better people in this seat right now. I will better off with science. So if I do, if I, if I measure it that way, then yeah, maybe I am Danny Rickard, but I'm going to have to just see what's happening in the rest of the season. If he, if he's finishes ninth in the standings and he's barely got any points and we lose third in constructors because of him, then I'm definitely Danny Rickard. And mm. he's gone down on my estimations in terms of drivers. At the end of the day, but that's yeah, just no, it's it true. No, no, I, I, I fully agree with you. You just got to see what, what, what Norris is doing next to him on the other side of the garage, and it just makes you think, where's it going wrong for him? Um, but look, again, he's got a four week break, like everyone in the paddock. So, yeah, hopefully he can recharge those batteries, and and you know we we can see some of his, you know, class because I'm sure it, I'm sure it's somewhere. Um, but two drivers that did finish ahead of him today was Nicholas Latifi and George Russell. Um, I'm taking it by face value and how it is at the moment. So Russell or Latifi haven't got any engine penalties or disqualifications or fuel tank issues yet. Um, so yeah, they got eighth and ninth, which gave Williams a grand total of six world championship points. Chris, this is your moment, bro. George Russell. He managed to get Williams two points. Nico Latifi got him four points. What was your take on it, mate? Well, with Vettel's disqualification, it's seventh and eighth, so they actually got ten points, which oh, is the yeah. most they've gotten since like 20, 2017 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, yeah, sorry, I'm happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a good job by both drivers. You know, I'm not going to discredit the TV. He, he drove a solid race today, but yeah, I'm happy. You know, a, a lot of people community have been talking ill on Russell about when he's in the Williams, this, that, and another. You know, his engine broke down in the Styrian Grand Prix. He had, you know, he fell just short in the Austrian Grand Prix a week later. All of his heroics on Saturdays. The one time he drops a bit of a stinker on a Saturday, not really a stinker, but, you know, for his standards, a stinker. Two and a half years of hard work, slogging along, and he's rewarded, you know. He put in a great drive, kept faster cars behind him, you know. Danny Rick couldn't. I think you're breaking up there. Yeah, one second. 
Let me try yeah. Let me try him, yeah. Why were you eulogizing a man that got less points than his teammate, Mr. Nikki Latifi? Why we why were you eulogizing? Why is my man crying tears like he's won the Premier League or something for getting the fucking point? <laughs> what are we doing? He's man? putting the work. He's putting, putting the, work. the work. He's the leader he's of the team. Putting, okay. He's, no, the leader of the team is Latifi. The guess what? The leader of the team is Latifi because he's got more points than him. How about that? Is that a fact? No, that's not how it works. That's, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Hey, you listen, know that's listen. not how it works. Um, oh, come, so, can, so, can so you Yuki was the leader of, of... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, pause, pause, pause. So Yuki's the leader of Alpha Tauri because he had more points at Bahrain. That's your logic. Uh, so Sainz is the leader of Ferrari. He's not. Is Russell's the leader of the team. Let's not be stupid now. We're, we're, uh, listen, uh, relax. Yeah. Tell me what, why, why is your man crying for points? That's all the streets want to know. Because it's been a long song. It's been years of pain. The standards are in It's been in the gulag. It's been in the gulag. That's like you've come out of war and you've won. Everyone's doubting you. You lost the war to your team. Man went to a therapist because the team so bad. Went to a therapist. Of course, man's going to be crying. He went through hell. He's crying. Do you know why he's crying? Because Latifi's got more points than him. That's why he's <laughs> no, crying. No, no, no. Because Latifi didn't even... Latifi that? weren't even doing Who's Mr. That? Saturday. Latifi weren't doing anything. No, no, no. And he just walked into more points. And it's like, no, I'm no, just no. happy to be he here, was, guys. He was what they're saying. I'll drop the grenade for Latifi. Make sure he brings home the points. He said it on the radio. We all heard it loud this and is, clear. This this guy's putting up bare statuses on LinkedIn. That was a LinkedIn status match. <laughs> I swear to God, he did that. He did that straight for Toto. He didn't want that. If he's keeping it 100, bro, if he's keeping it 100 and keeping it real, yeah, he wouldn't have said that on the radio. Yeah, he wanted more. He wanted He wanted team orders. He wanted no, no, let, no, no, no. When, let Williams go ahead. Uh, um, let, um, no, when you're, no, no. When you're at the back, yeah, it's not about you as a driver. It's about the team. Because that's where you're fighting for. You're fighting the alphas for construction points. You have to maximise every opportunity you get. If you're at the front and he said that, I'd be like, that's a bit of a weird move, yeah? That's not it. But you're at the back. Every point for the team matters. They're now seven points ahead of alpha. Like, you're, that's the kind of moves you have to make when you're at the back. Is that how Lando and Science, when they were in McLaren, they work together because they were fighting for the championship at the front. You're in the midfield. You do whatever you can to boost up your team, get the points, get money for your team. Williams don't have no money. They're going to get some money now with this PA in the championship. They're eating. They're eating. Oh, Latifi's letting them eat because he's got bread, <laughs> yeah, and he gets the most points. This is where we're at at the moment. This is this is. I don't want to be like uh, no, but behind for Russell fans and stuff like that. But this is this is the reality. Reality could sometimes be disappointed, but but bro, Latifi the reality now has is, more points is that, but didn't but didn't they make the most so of the situation there? Race. Race. No, big up Come Williams. On, this like, is a... their thing. Big up Williams. They did their thing, man. But no, but the reason why Latifi was there was because you know he managed to avoid all all the you know, incidents at the front. Like, he managed hey. to avoid that and he ended up in that position. He was third. No, was he... Was he third or was he... Yeah, he was... He was third, he was third for he, a bit. Yeah, he was third. He was ahead of, like, Vettel and Alonso and then Alonso and Vettel yeah. overtook him. So he, he was yeah. up there, up there. And that's just because he was so slow off the line. 
Same way with Vettel. He was so slow off the line. Because so, he, he, he was basically shit. He was able to end up in first. <laughs> Hey, look, listen, you take what you're given, innit? That's what, 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 hey, listen, one thing that uh, Russell doesn't do is take his opportunities. He, he's hey, been in the hey. place before. Mama has a head on the puncher, isn't it? In the puncher. That guy's luck is very fugazi because whenever he seems hey, look, to get dude. a point or it goes off for him, something just goes wrong. The time was okay, last so year, with first year with uh, Kibitza. Um, Kibitza, somehow, the one way he finished ahead of him is always Kibitza got a point, and Russell didn't. And then you've got obviously Bahrain secure, man was winning, and then his team did him dirty. And now again, this race here, he had a puncher. I mean, he's always points, but if let me let me let me say something. Let me say something. If you're crying over getting one point, yeah, I don't know if you've got the mentality to go against Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton might dust you. Real quick. He's got a therapist, he'll be calm. He'll be calm. He's got a therapist. He'll be calm. Stuff like that. Grosjean was doing bad, but the therapist started slapping up podiums. The kid's got everything correct in his head. He knows what he's doing. Hey, 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 hey. Are you telling me um, Russell's going to be like Grosjean? Is that the benchmark? No, as in, as in, look at, no, look at Max, look at Leclerc, yeah? Them man needs therapists to calm themselves down because they're moving a bit brazy with it, yeah? That's how you get the consistency and how you get win championships. You calm yourself down. You don't move mad. Okay. Um, Am I as wrong? We can, as we could tell. Okay, I agree with you, Chris. I think um, here at Pit Stop, we endorse people having therapists, the drivers having therapists, for them to calm down. And then for their emotions to spill over and cry over getting less points than your teammate. But here we are. Um, so, congratulations, you Russell. Yeah, you congratulations carried the team. You carried the team. And you carry a team. You and the team is him. Your teammate got more points. the team. Carrying what? You've got zero points every every race. You've got zero points every race. Like, what are you carrying? Look, 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 look. Eddie Irvine got more points than Michael in 99 for whatever for Gazy reasons, oh, yeah? Go. But Michael carried the team. He's the spirit of the team. We all know who's the top dog is. Right, hey, if your team is that washed, so, then you're the spirit of the team. Boy, so, so, nuts. So there's one final thing on Russell. Right. Um... That, that I kind of want to touch on. Like, did you see what he done in the pit lane as well? Where he thought he could, hey, like, you know, he's a, he's a cheeky guy, jump, you know, just just jump the queue like that. I was like, what are you doing, bro? He took over bro, so many that's people. Like, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. What champions do? They try. They try. You know, see what what what's possible. You you bend the rules in your favor, and if you get caught. You know, but he he went for the glory. He genuinely thought if, they, if he, he pulled out, he could he get, get away with that. On the road, <laughs> he thought he could get right, away with that. No right? Rules. There's no like, real rules against it. Yeah, he gave the positions back. FIA called him and said, "Yo, bring it back." That's why stuff's slowing down. Is it? FIA, if FIA are calling you and telling you, "Yo, you need to go give all the positions back." You're taking the piss. That's what he was doing. I don't know well, I did that. I he was literally did. taking the piss. I, I, I was Look, looking yeah, at yeah. at a distance. I was like, why is Russell doing that? I was thinking, why is this guy on the side overtaking everybody and trying to come out the pits first? You can overtake in the pit lane, but just not in the way he did it. Uh, anyway, right. anyway, what I what I was what I'll say, what I'll say is, yeah. Um, shout outs to Nicholas Latifi, second coming of Jack Villeneuve. Pride of Canada. I know Conley wanted me to say this. Nikki, Nikki's our guy. 
you, now you exist. I know Nam said you don't exist. You exist now. Exists. Congratulations. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Um All right. Okay. So as it stands, Latifi got six points and Russell got four points, right? I just want to be sure because I, yeah. I literally have no idea yeah, yeah, what's yeah, going right, on. Yeah, but yeah. yeah so yeah. they got a grand total of 10 points then for Williams. So it felt disqualified. Yeah. So it's looking good for them. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, Russell Latifi. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm 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 happy for Williams, to be honest with you. I am I am happy. I'm happy for Russell. Um I don't think it warrants tears. Um, I think you just got to look at the reaction between two of the drivers. I mean, Latifi was like, you know, happy. He was pleased. I mean, he wasn't, you know, um, getting too emotional about the situation. But look, it's one of them. Um, happy for Williams. And I, I genuinely feel as though they, they made the most of the situation they were in. You know, there was carnage after the first corner. Presented them with a fav- favourable situation, which they ended up maximizing so yeah very very happy for williams now we've talked about so much today and we didn't even talk about the battle for the lead or the race winner himself esteban ocon um brilliant i think he's the first french driver since alan prost to win a grand prix uh myself and kunle remember those days very well uh, a while ago yet um but yeah kwame let me let me come to you on this um it was I'm going to stick my neck out. It was kind of straightforward for Ocon, wasn't it? Vettel didn't really apply the pressure mm. on him. I know there was one move late down into turn one around, I think it was lap, I think it was lap 63, 64. But aside from that, it seemed like he just had it under control, right? Yeah, he did. That's what I'm going to give Ocon. Um, he had the race under control. Um, I guess the closest, you know, uh, Situations well that Vettel could overtake was the uh, pit stop as well. Um, that they had, I believe that was the first one pit stop, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the second one pit stop, first one pit stops, yeah, they had. And um, because the uh, first top five uh cars pit later than the cars later on the grid, and um, Vettel, unlucky for him, Aston Martin were much more slow in the pit stops, things were on like three seconds compared to Alpine's two seconds. And even though um, Vettel had the uh, faster outlap. Um, he couldn't overtake uh, Open in the end because uh, Apple had the faster pit stop. And there's another um, opportunity, like I said, Anik, um, in the first corner where Kimi got in the way of um, Ocon. And uh, I mean, we need to get into the Alphas. We need to get into the Alphas if you've got time because they, they were moving very, very dodgy in three cases. But they were poor. They were poor, honestly. Again, Kimi got in the way of quite a few drivers today. But um, listen, um, yeah, I know he's just there for hobby now, so he doesn't really care too much. But yeah, he tried to go for the overtake, but it didn't work out. But I feel like today, like I said in the future, I feel like um, Ocon, he did his thing. He was very composed, didn't make any mistakes, which is what he needed when you're leading a race, especially in an opportunity like this where Alpine ain't going to be an opportunity out of their own back, I'm afraid, to win the race, in my opinion. You have to take what you, you've got to take what you get in situations, and they definitely did that. They definitely played a strategy well. Alonso was a great team helping Ocon. Uh, Aston Martin, Vettel, um, I thought they were unlucky today. Um, not even with the disqualification, we'll get onto that, but um, I thought they were unlucky because they were actually lapping faster than Ocon uh, on their timesheets. But unfortunately for them, they just was never in the opportunity to overtake Ocon. And when they were, they, they were never like close enough for it to be anything major. 
So that's I guess that's lucky on their front. But yeah, Ocon did a good job. We got to give to him too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to say actually, but you know, Alf, you know, Alpine are probably the seventh or eighth quickest car on the grid. I mean, I would only say that Alpha, Haas, and Williams are slower than them. Yeah, give take, arguably. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. say the same as Aston Martin, but yeah, yeah, same same as Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah, and for them to end up, you know, winning the race, and you know, Alonso potentially ending up in third. Brilliant for them today. Brilliant. Um, Mahad, let me let me come to you on this. Ocon, is he going to milk it and is he going to live off this one victory? Hey, listen, yeah, it is very hard to win in Formula 1. Yeah. This is not, no, 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 especially, no, definitely. especially in a Lewis Hamilton area where he wins bloody 60% of the races all the time. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is a rare occasion, but you got to take your opportunities and Ocon's done it. He kind of nearly, he had an opportunity in Sakia last year. He came second and Perez stopped that opportunity. Uh, so he's been close, but no cigar. And he's managed to finally get the win. Guess what? I feel like it's just like to drive with somebody with the experience of Vettel behind you and to make no mistakes. That's the that's the thing. You know, usually when somebody's never had a win before, they've not really been up the top of the grid and had those battles. For him to make no mistakes for that many laps is outstanding and that's outstanding drive. And it is it deserves it. He's from the mud. He's one of the only drivers actually from the mud. He's like, I think his parents sold their house. He's living in the caravan, going around to the racetracks and so on and so on. And he finally lived his dream and got a, ra- a, a race win. This is sometimes for drivers, this is this is it for them, getting these, getting these wins. Because they might not ever get the move to the big, big team or the team might not like develop into a top, top team. So these race wins and these moments need to be cherished. And uh, he managed to get to do that, a step on that top step of the podium. And uh, I'm proper happy for him. And with Vettel, Vettel's funny because Vettel only really had one opportunity to overtake him. And it was that um, time with Raikkonen in a way. And even yeah. Vettel was like, even Vettel was like, um, that's a Maldonado space. That's what he said. Uh, that wasn't really yeah. a gap. Only Maldonado would go in that gap. Which, listen, streets, street, Maldonado, he's driver of the streets. He's still getting mentioned in press conferences in um, bloody 2021. Funny guy. Funny, funny. Funny, funny, funny guy. But Ocon, yeah, man, he done so well. And uh, I'm happy for him. Um, he's He's got that race win now. So if somebody ever says, put your race wins on the table, he's got it right there. Same as Gasly. People are living off that Gasly win. Now people are going to be living off that Ocon win. And I respect it. Yeah. No, uh, it was, you know that's... what? It it, it, it it was great to see. Um, obviously, he didn't know where to park his car after winning the Grand Prix. And then he parked it down the end of the pit lane and he was, oh, oh, and he was oh, running look, back up. Did you see what car was on P1? Why is Alonso Alonso's. car on the P1? Alonso sick in his head. That's his win. <laughs> he thinks that he's gone home to his family and said, "I want today. I want today. <laughs> I want today." Because that's a psychological thing. Man, put the, uh, on the Alpine on the front and said, "Yo, that's my car. I want the race." Yeah. By the way, don't don't mention Alonso anymore now because now now you told me he's doing it for Max. Got my head a little hot, but we'll save that for another day. Yeah, um, listen, Alonso, Alonso and Hamilton's got to be fine. We know this already. This is old school shit. Yeah. He ain't forgot. Hamilton ain't forgot though. Hamilton yeah. actually done a really Hamilton good overtake on him. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. No, no. Hamilton but, lined but, him but, up perfectly. For Alonso, Alonso locked. Alonso locked up though. If yeah, no. Up, I don't know. If yeah, yeah. No, but I think Hamilton lined him up for that. 
Watch it again. Ham- Hamilton landed him off for overtake. He was going to overtake him regardless. Uh, he, he was denying, but the earlier laps, he was. It's like he you had all of Hamilton's moves. He was reading his playbook. It's like yeah. he, he knew him like back to front. I was like, oh shit, this is nuts. Um, but yeah, um, forget about Alonso. This is Ocon's day. Let's give Ocon's Ocon his day. flowers. We heard the French anthem on the podium. You know what I mean? This we ain't heard that in a while. Here we are. Um, I oh, congratulations, Ocon. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the Winners Club. Welcome to the Winners. He won before Norris, though, so I'm a bit upset. But here we are. No, it's good. Really, really, really happy for him. And Chris, I'm, I'm going to come to you on this. How refreshing was it to see um, a podium that was a bit shaken up? You know, uh, Ocon on the top step. Well, the podium that we saw. Ocon on the top step. Vettel number two. Hamilton number three. Um, yeah. How? What was your? What, what was your take on that? It was, it was nice to see, right? And I suppose also, it, it seemed like it was so, even in the post-race interviews that I think Johnny Herbert was doing, it seemed like such a good vibe, such a good atmosphere. Everyone was like happy, ecstatic. It was, um, yeah, really nice to see. But yeah, what, what's your what's your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, I thought it was a great podium. There's three drivers who are good vibes. Vibes, they're good people, you know. It's always refreshing to see different men on the podium, not the normal, you know, um, Hamilton, the Stappen, Bottas kind of vibe that we that we normally get. Everyone was happy, you know. Espan seems like a good guy that everyone liked. Seemingly, everyone loves Vettel, so I'm happy with it. Um, also, one thing about Ocon is that because Alpine finally fixed his car at Silverstone. He's back on the pace again after those couple of bad rounds. So mm-hmm. I'm actually happy for him that, you know, a kind of really quick redemption after his new contract, like everyone making jokes about his pockets being too heavy to actually drive quickly, but he's showing that he actually deserves this mm-hmm. money now. Brilliant. Yeah, no, definitely. I bet you he's going to be the guy in the paddock this evening with a huge smile. He's probably celebrating right now. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll make a toast to you, Ocon. Um, great performance today, and honestly, I'm I'm really really happy for him. Um, I actually thought that he was going to step up and be the new Mercedes driver a couple of years ago because I know he's always had a good relationship with Toto. But um, hey ho, um, it's one of those. Um, last but not least, Kwame, you said you wanted to speak on the Alphas a bit. Um, oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, yeah, just, just for waste, guys. Just for waste. I mean, we, they were, um, they didn't win match another day, of the day. Um, that's what that's because of his dreadful start, but they were one of the nominees. And yeah, I mean, uh, where, where do where do I start? Where do I start? Um, first, obviously, that there, um, there, um, the unsafe pit stop from uh, Kimmy. Yeah, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that in a pit lane. That's a rookie mistake in F1. Uh, we've been knowing that. Uh, then also, you had uh, Giovinazzi um, getting um, his uh, penalty as well today because he took out Mazepin, um, right? Yeah, 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 out done by uh, Mick Schumacher in the house, who Mick have to give his props today because Mick, Mick was you know fighting for Zappen pretty well. 
in a half, you know, in the 50 cent, you know, fitness the Red Bull, but he did his thing, did his thing with a card as well. And Hamilton for a bit, the Alpha Mer is just not in the ball today, no one near in the field. And uh, yeah, this wasn't it. Hey, one thing I noticed about Alfa Romeo, um, Joe Venazzi had to do a 10 stop, uh, uh 10 seconds stop go penalty. So yeah, he went in the pit, yeah. so he's, he's waiting the 10 seconds and they still fucked up the pit stop. You had 10 seconds stop. and they still fucked up the that. tires. I, I said, This that. is nuts. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I don't know if yeah, it went under the weird. radar, but you was waiting there for 10 seconds and you still did a slow lap, uh, pit yeah. stop. These men are on a joke team, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, funny. And um, also, yeah, you know, as well, Williams have overtaken them in the uh, constructors as well. Yeah, they're clear now. Oh, yeah, I'm saying this. Clear. See, 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 see that fanboy of Gio, yeah, in the group, the fanboy of Gio, Russell has four times his points. Hold that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough, bro. I've had enough. Slightly Russell, every opportunity. Your boy has one point. Russell has four times that, bro. All right, relax, relax, relax. Yeah. We've got, oh, we've got, stay calm, stay calm. We, uh, uh, Jovan, that's in his career. So I don't know. A lot of points. The only agenda I've got. The only agenda I've got. I to let it cook. I'm just no, no, firing no. shots here. This is, it's not at Gio, it's at the member of the cast. They know who they are. All right, listen. Yeah, what, okay, let, we're not going to do that. He's talking about uh, Marks, everybody. Martin. We don't do member of the thing. We talk Martin. We, we say names in We don't be doing member of the cast. Oh, no. But could they not say name? Okay, okay, okay. One thing yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, an undercover, um, what we call Mazepin Award, um, has to go to Aston Martin because anyhow, Vettel is disqualified because he didn't have enough fuel in his car. You're supposed to be monitoring fuel levels. What are you doing on the pit wall and not telling Vettel that? And now he's disqualified. Yeah. You, even if you told him to slow down and all of a sudden Hamilton overtook him, guess what? He's still got a fucking podium. Why? Why have you risked everything by not telling them what the fuel levels are? This is I know uh, Vettel's not going to know. It's going to be the pit wall. It's going to be the people on uh, on 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 the side of the uh, in the pit lane. It's not, he's not going to know. So he's been disqualified for no reason. Of no fault of his own, anyway. If he has been disqualified, because it's not clear right now. Well, this is what I mean. I mean, we're still waiting to see what comes out. I mean, I'm just checking it now. They're still saying that. Yeah, you know. He he has been disqualified and he has lost second place, but it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it's funny how Formula One works. Really, really it's crazy. How funny Formula One. Crazy. Today, if you if you wanted to get into Formula One today, watch today's race. This is the chaos Literally, of Formula One. It's absolutely it stupid. It was summed up in a nutshell. Um, and twenty twenty one has been actually. Let's be honest, guys. It's been epic so far. Um, yeah, we we didn't think it would be like this, did we? We thought it would be just a case of Lewis, you know, riding off into the distance. Um, obviously, after preseason testing, we saw that Red Bull had you know the quicker car, and and it's been great. It's not just at the front of the grid, all over the place. It's thrown up spontaneous race wins. It's been drama, chaos, emails, diagrams being sent, you know, back and forth, bitching, handbags, you name it. Everyone's got it, man. Um, but yeah, guys, any more for any more? Any anything else you want to touch on today? Um what, what, what was I gonna say? I just wanna make a statement. I wanna say um if um Vettel is disqualified, Carlos Sainz has got more points than Leclerc. Cheers. And on that note, guys, um we got a full week break coming up. 
I ain't gonna take no more Leclerc slander. Um, so I guess we have to wrap the pod up there. <laughs> Leclerc got taken out unfairly, okay, and he was on course for a great finish. Don't it doesn't matter to me. Boy. It don't happen to me. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but anyways, um, we're gonna still be here uh, during the summer break. Um, we're gonna be having some interesting pods coming up. So make sure you tune in, guys. We've got you covered. Yeah. Definitely. So as Formula One winds down for four weeks, we are not going away. We're going to be here. Um, yeah, as exactly what Mahad touched on, we've got some great content coming up um, to keep you keep you going over the next few weeks. Um, yeah, let's see what happens, man. Let's see what happens. Hopefully the second half of the season will be just as interesting as the first half. Um, and yeah, obviously do all the good things. Let us know what you thought about the pod. At us on Twitter, um, getting our mentions. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you think of the content. Um, join us on Discord. It's like a huge WhatsApp chat there where we interact and discuss in Formula One daily. Um, and yeah, with that, follow us on the gram. Oh yeah, Instagram. Instagram's fired up now. Chris, Chris is yeah. looking after that. So um, yeah, follow us on. The- Give us comments follow- on YouTube and likes. I like to see comments on YouTube. Oh, yeah, YouTube, 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 yeah, yeah. Get involved on YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a comment. <laughs> even just tell me what you think of my shirt. Just say anything. Say <laughs> something, man. Even even slander, you know. We're gonna have we're gonna have the Jovanazzi Alpha fan in the comments raging at us. But guess what? Yeah, we're hearing it. Um. So yeah, guys. I guess on that note, we're gonna wrap it up there. Um. So yeah. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.